We here at Cooking with Positivity are huge on causes that help build up the community and the people in it. We have partnered with Lashbinder, a brand created by celebrity makeup artist Cassandra McClure, who has created the world's quickest, easiest, and safest tool to apply strip lashes so easily a five-year-old can do it. With every tool sold, a patient who has lost their lashes due to chemotherapy will receive a free lash binder with the buy one, give one campaign. So stop by lashbinder.com and use the code cooking with positivity to receive $5 off and give the gift of beauty to a brave survivor today. Ladies, we never need a reason to fabify ourselves, but we do need the tools to do the job. A few extras here and there never hurt anyone. With lush mink lashes like angel wings and bundles and wigs worthy enough to grace every crown, Blessed Her Hair has just the tools you need to get the job done. Stop by blessedherhair.com and grab the tools to finish fabifying your look today. Welcome back, guys. We are joined by our co-host and CWP family member, Lisa Deshaun. Lisa, how are you? Hey, I'm, I'm doing a lot better than I was a couple of days ago. Better is good. Yes, 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 yes. That's what I tell my siblings all the time when they try to call me old. I'm not getting old, I'm getting better. That's right. No, that's right. And I you trying to drag me down. (laughs) Right? Okay. Quit playing. So we're going to jump right in. Because it is Valentine's Day and we're talking movies. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons why there are so many horror films out around Valentine's Day mm-hmm. is that they want to keep people from being depressed. You know mm-hmm. how there are, you know, singles out and about that feel down on themselves. Not this single, yeah. but I'm just saying certain people. Mm-hmm. Or if your relationship is not going as well, and you go, you want to go see a movie or something, get your mind off of things, and all it's playing right. is, you know, romantic movies. Right. People tend to get real depressed. Mm. And I found that interesting because I've always asked myself for years, I was like, why is there so many horror films out? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be about love, not about killing and murder. <laughs> so what? Right, right. Hmm. Yeah, so that is one of the reasons. And oh, also, okay. also, for financial reasons. Okay, so studios do this thing called dumping. Okay. And they dump all of the movies between January and February. Hmm. Because they don't feel like they're going to make as much money. Oh, okay. And it may be kind of true because statistics show that 
people don't normally go to the movies on Valentine's Day too much and see certain movies because they can't afford it because of the uh-huh. Christmas and Thanksgiving and New Year holidays just passing. Uh-huh. People are broke and they're trying to recuperate. Man, because the movies, going to the movies is expensive these days, it, isn't it? It definitely is. That's why I'm a advocate of Netflix and chill because you play that price once a month and you can watch all of the new stuff <laughs> they have out. I mean, yeah, I mean, you definitely don't, I mean, it, I'm, I'm, if you have a family, like if you want to take your kids to the movie, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, well, trust yeah. me, I know, I, I know, especially if you can't catch that matinee, which, man, which they, they shorten that time, like it seems like it gets shorter and shorter. It's like five yeah. to six or, <laughs> or yeah, three to two, like the two to three. If, if you have a family and you, if you want, man, you going to the movies, uh, get ready. Oh, and I know. Okay, my friend, she has one child. I have two. And her child, you know, always asks to go to the movies. Now, I, I don't mind taking my kids to the movies. But that is not high up on the activity list when I have to spend money for transportation, money for our tickets. And then when they get in there, they want snacks. Them snacks is ridiculous. It is beyond. I can you eat. Can, you can go to the store and get your snacks. Yeah, and see, I used to do that. But now they've gotten so serious with that that they start uh-huh. doing security checks if your bag is too big. Oh, yes. Man? Yes. Uh, we go right. to like three different theaters here in Virginia. And they, yeah. do, they do a nice little bag check. What's your a nice bag. little bag check? Do you have to open up your bag? You got to open up your bag. They got the little flashlight. Oh, I'm scared of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's one of those things where, uh, hey. yeah, they 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 taking it a lot more seriously now because they losing money. Wow. At the concession stand. And then sometimes, too, you know, my kids, they be like, Mom, we, we don't always go to the movies. Can we get some popcorn and some nachos, please? Because when, yeah. when we have movie night at home, I definitely right. go all out. I try to get, you know, the little tubs and try to make sure I get the movie theater popcorn and try to right. get us, you know, snacks that would be in the movie theater. So I definitely right. do go all out when we're at home. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Yes. Well, when we go out, they expect the same bam, bam, shebang. And I'd be like, um, I spent $3 on a box of popcorn that we yeah. popped in our microwave and I put in our movie theater bowls. Yeah. Here is $6 right. for a tub that you can probably eat by yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be thirsty. No, not eat the whole six dollar tub by yourself. Oh yeah, the the tub the tub's not that big. The tub's not that okay. big. Yeah, I was just saying okay. <laughs> the tub's not that big. Okay. <laughs> the big okay. one, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is like thirteen dollars. Thirteen dollars for what? At the, for the for the large popcorn. And, and 
movies? Yeah, I think I think that's the No, it's Yeah. I think it's like six dollars here. Oh no, not here. Like and, and then you get and then you get a re, and then you get a refill once you eat that 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 uh well you we uh, have our frequent our frequent uh moviegoer cards so yeah. you can quite possibly get a refill maybe possibly if you saved up enough points if you didn't visit but I can't it. believe it's thirteen dollars it's close to thirteen I may be off a little bit that by like a couple of dollars it. but Same. it's definitely in the ten eleven dollar range. For sure, I know that yeah, that's for sure. Crazy. That's really crazy. Yeah, and the candy is like five dollars and up. Yeah, the candy the candy can cost you, and the water yeah. bottles are like three dollars. Yep, three between three dollars and it depends on what brand you want to as far as waters. Yeah, I so, mean if you got a family, you man, and did, but what I do like is you know. um I know the last time I went to the movies with my daughter um, and my niece and her mother, we went to, um, we went to, uh, oh yeah, my baby, my baby girl, we went to this theater. Um, oh man, they had the recliner seats and they had, what did we go see? I forgot what we went to go see. It was a very good movie. Because it, it's been that long. Right. So, um, when I went with my baby girl, and they, you know, they and they had better food, right? They, they, they coming up on their food now. They, they food was better, and then they had a bar, and they had a signature drink going on that night. And boy, I tell you, who we just tipsy? What did we go see? It was a it was a new movie. It was probably, uh, you know what? I want to say it was Think Like a Man. Two, oh, I think I, I, my movies. I love that. Like that, that was a long, that was a while ago. I love all but, of um, those. <laughs> we went to uh, me and my my um, middle daughter went to go see the Hustlers. Okay. And, um, shucks, did we did we get something to eat in there? But you know they had you know they got the bar and stuff now. They had the good the good old comfortable seats. I love the good old yeah. That that's how the uh the movie theater that I normally frequent when I do go to the movies, the Bowtie Cinema, is here. They have the bar, Mm -hmm. but their bar doesn't serve anything but wine and beer. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a frequent drinker of either. Like, if it's a mm-hmm. wine, it has to be a certain type of wine. And I don't drink mm-hmm. any beer due to my trauma mm-hmm. when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't drink beer at all. Mm-hmm. But okay. if it's a certain type of wine, I will, you know, I will partake. And I had a, I had a bad date uh, <laughs> at this particular theater because he found out there was a bar. And I went to go see Superfly. I'll never forget it because I, I was so into this movie. And he made four trips to the bar mm-hmm. during the movie. What? Four trips. Now, we had gone out to eat prior. So he had a drink in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then he was trying to fight the waiter while we were out waiting for our ride to go to the movie theater because 
he said the waiter was looking at me. He didn't like the way he was looking at me. And I was like, okay, this is awkward. Already that man was just walking by minding his mm-hmm. business. In my mind, like what he saw was something completely different. So I'm already slightly agitated before we get to the movies. But then, you know, I get to the movies and I'm excited because I've been waiting to see this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's an actor that I like. So I was excited. And I've watched the documentaries and everything about Superfly. Mm-hmm. So I was I was very invested. <laughs> and okay. when we got there, he wanted to talk. Now, I'm I'm one of the people in the movie theaters. I will yell at the screen, I will talk junk to the screen. Yeah. But I'm not going to be talking too much to the people that I came with or the people that is around me unless we're agreeing on something that happened in the movie. He was just talking about everything but what we were there to watch. And I was like, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And then um, he was like, oh, man, he said he said something about him wanting to uh, he should have got another drink while we were at the restaurant. And I was like, well, you know, there's a bar in the front. He was like, no, it's not. You're lying. Da, 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 da. i never seen it. Da, da, da. I was like, yeah, no, it's a bar in the front when we first yeah. come in. And so he goes yeah. to the bar the first time, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I can watch this piece of the movie in peace. Okay. And then when he comes back, you know, he's drinking more, so he's a little more loud. <laughs> and I was like okay. oh my goodness like what is happening right now like this date is going downhill I need you to oh, put it together man. and when I say he made four trips well, the first the first trip was I knew he was going to the bar the second trip I thought he was going to relieve himself mm-hmm. but no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he went to he went back to the bar oh boy and they get they kept serving him, and I was like, now, if he's talking to these people as a bartender, you're supposed to gauge, you know, whether your customer has had enough. Girl, I don't think they care at the movie theater. <laughs> they should, but they should though, because that's how things happen. I'm gonna just say that. I got you. I, I really don't think they give a darn. Because he he was leaning and. Yeah. Talking real, real loud when he came I wonder, back. I and wonder I, if, it, if, if, if it was the one, you know, uh, if they had seat, you know, bar stools that you could sit down there. Because some don't. They you just go up, you order your drink, and you go. But the one we went to, um, with with my niece and her mother, uh, my my baby girl, they did have where well, you could sit down. Oh yeah, they have bar, they have bar stools. They have okay. a whole little bar section, and yeah, like I, I said, the one that they didn't have, they didn't have the bar stool. So okay, but they did. So he was like, "Oh gosh!" And so when he came back, he came back towards the end of the movie, and I I would lean oh, over and what I whispered, is this? "Listen, I leaned over and I whispered, Keish, I'm trying to finish watching the movie because you're talking oh, about man. stuff that you know I'm not interested in. We spent all oh, this money. Man. I want to enjoy the movie." And so, it, it it was like a pivotal fight scene. 
I know that was the first and the last day. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and it's not, yeah, okay. It's not because, you know, he wasn't a nice guy. Yeah. I believe he was drinking so much to try to numb his nervousness because he seemed really nervous in the beginning of the date. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And I was like, I don't understand, you know, why you're so nervous. Because I'm the same person you've been talking to, you know, these yeah, yeah. past few weeks. I haven't changed. So guys get nervous, too. Uh, clearly. Clear, clearly. But, but the best course of action is not to drink yourself silly. Because that just makes things all worse. I'm just letting you guys know that. <laughs> But two two horror films that are coming out and going to be in theaters for Valentine's Day is uh, Gretel and Hansel. Okay. And it's it's the dark it's the dark Hansel and Gretel. Like I I saw this trailer and oh. at first I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> I, everybody knows the story of Hensel and Gretel. Right. And over the years, they've made, you know, the story a bit morbid, like they've done with all the fairy tales. Right. I've seen one before about five, maybe about six, seven years ago. And they're, they're bringing it back to the reason why fairy tales were made was to warn children mm -hmm. to be safe and take precaution. Yeah. That's the whole reason why fairy tales were created. But I feel like they're going a little too dark. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. if I'm watching, uh, if I have to change the channel in the middle of the night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because this commercial comes on, and I'm like, what the heck is this? And it oh. said... It said Gretel and Hensel. And I said, what? This is not. Because <laughs> I've, I've read all of the fairy tales. I've seen all of the little remakes of it. But the, the, this is this is the next level. Like, this is super dark. It's yeah. cannibalism and all kinds of oh. stuff going on. Oh, my. Now, oh. That, that was in the original story. Yes, it was. But mm. it was not as gory and as prevalent. Mm. It was just telling kids, don't be going up to nobody's house. Because if you go up to an old lady house, she'll eat you. Oh, God. She'll try to cook you. But now that they're going into details. Don't scare the babies. Yes. That, it's terrifying. My daughter said, Mom, I do not want to see that. And I said, you don't have to worry because I don't want to see it. I'm good. <laughs> I cannot even remember the last time I saw a horror film. But you know what? It's, it's interesting that you, that you, I mean, you didn't learn me something today. I didn't know that that's why the horror films come out time. That's yes. interesting. I, I never knew that. And see, you know, um, a lot of the yeah. times they say, mm -hmm. you know, scientifically proven, uh, guys will uh -huh. take women to horror films because it those endorse endorphins and it brings you closer together. That's oh, scientifically okay. proven as well. Okay, okay. Hmm. 
So okay. that that was that's what I assumed. I was like, okay, that's why most people, most couples go to horror films to build them endorphins and you know mm-hmm. get get their mates riled up and <laughs> and bring them closer together. But there is also yeah. other emotional reasons and financial reasons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. that take place. Yeah, and my thing is, you know. When you said that, you know, some people are, are depressed because they're they're single. Right. Being being single is a beautiful thing. Uh, <laughs> people that are single need to embrace that thing. Yes, they do. <laughs> you know, and and have and being in a relationship can be a beautiful thing too. Yes. You know, right. but but if you're not in one, you better embrace that thing. I love. Being single, yeah, okay. because you are comfortable with you. You love yes. you. That's what you gotta just yes. love yourself. Man, it's a beautiful thing. When you are yes. not in a relationship, you don't have to be that person in a relationship. You just have to focus on your love you have for yourself. When I tell you, that is that is major. People need to learn how to love themselves why they have the chance because when you're in a relationship you got to take that energy and put it over there and you sometimes you know yeah sometimes people be sitting back like i just wish i didn't have to worry about him today or her today so so enjoy and embrace if you single right now find that love thing inside of you before you jump into your next relationship and enjoy being single right now. Take yourself out to the movies. Take you and a couple of your friends and y'all go see a horror flick or something if you don't want to go watch the photograph because that was our movie from last last week. But if you if you are yeah if you are not down with the romance of Valentine's Day, you can definitely yeah. do other things. Absolutely, man. If you I, are single. I, I, I can't wait till Valentine's Day come and go. You understand? I, I got I got bigger fish to fry. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm so serious. You know, I got bigger fish to fry than be worried about uh, Valentine's Day. Well, see, you I'm know, a I, I'm a holiday person. Period. Yeah, it can be whatever holiday. Yeah. I love hey, look. holidays. <laughs> Do your thing. Do your thing. I. You know, and I and I love love. I love love. You know, yes. but I mean, you know, when you got bigger fish to fry, right? Hey, right. hey, hey, hey! You ain't look. It's gonna be plenty of Valentine's Day. Handle your business. Get your stuff together, right? You know, right. and keep it pushing. You know, I. This is what this is what is crazy to me. People that complain about lack but they'll go spend two, three, four hundred dollars on Valentine's Day and then they crying after Valentine's Day. Okay? Because they broke. They didn't did too much. 
it, see, it's not it's not that serious. I think people put too much pressure on themselves when it comes to mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, a lot of people say, is made to sell greeting cards and candy. It is mm-hmm. that too because every every holiday makes a profit. I don't care what holiday mm-hmm. it is. Every holiday makes a profit. But mm-hmm. when you are showing love, mm-hmm. the gift does not matter. Right there, you there, hey, there you go. And when you are showing love, like when you are truly showing love, the gift does not matter. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I make it a point to get my daughters a Valentine's Day gift. Every year. Oh, that's so that's so sweet. Oh. Those, those are my those are my Valentines. Those are my oh. ride or die true Valentines. Now so the gifts is not expensive. I'm not out here buying them diamonds and pearls. Man, but they, going, <laughs> they, they girl, some some folk are all out. And don't get me wrong, now you bring me a and that's what I'm saying. But it's, it's the thought behind it. Because my one of my exes told me that he, he felt bad mm-hmm. because he didn't have anything to give me mm-hmm. leading up to Valentine's Day. And so right. we ended up breaking up a week before Valentine's Day. Oh, damn. Yes, we ended up getting back together, like, I want to say two and a half weeks after Valentine's Day. Oh, that that was a setup, boo. That was a setup. But see, this is, that's been my pattern all of my life, all of my relationships. I'm either with someone and we break up right before Valentine's Day or I get into a relationship after Valentine's Day or... If the, the only two times I've been in a relationship was like my longest oh. relationships I've been in. And one yeah. of them, we didn't spend Valentine's Day together because he was working out of town. So I didn't, yeah. even, I didn't even expect anything or get anything. And the other one, I didn't see him at all that day. Yeah, and then when I did see him, you know, he had uh, you know little cute gifts, and he was like, "I, mm-hmm. I had to go out and work. I had to try to, you know, get you something because I know you said you got the Valentine's Day curse." And I was like, "I really appreciate that because I wasn't expecting anything other than right. to just maybe spend time with you." Right. And I had an ex who he made he called himself making me omelets. Mm-hmm. Because that's all mm-hmm. we had in the house at the time was eggs and cheese, and I think mm. we had some grits or something. I don't know, but he made me omelets, and I was happy. Like I was like nobody has ever done, and it wasn't on Valentine's Day. It was the day before Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering correctly, I believe it was the day before Valentine's Day. Mm. And it was just that small gesture. It was just like, that's all I needed. And mm-hmm. he was like, I feel bad. You know, I wanted to go get you some chocolates at least and something like that. I was like, I don't need no chocolates. I got my omelets. I'm good. They're wow. edible. 
you know, that's, that's all, it's, it's the small things. And I think a lot of people overlook that. Mm-hmm. They go for the grandiose and then you're broke. Or it's yeah. not what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And you went through all of this anxiety and put all this pressure on yourself. When Valentine's mm-hmm. Day is about showing love, even though you should show love all throughout the year, not just when it's one mm-hmm. day, but that's what Valentine's Day is supposed to be about. It's about showing love. Right, right, right. right. So if you, it's a beautiful thing. And that's, that's why I said my, my kids are my Valentine's. Every, every year. That's sweet. We that do something. We do something. Even, even mm-hmm. if I have, a, even if I have a man at the time, because right. my ex-husband at the time, he was out of town mm-hmm. for Valentine's Day. And I spent my oh. Valentine's Day with my kids. No, that's right. But then when he came back, you know, he took me out. We did all the fun stuff. We went to the movies and all of that good stuff. But for the main part, I spent Valentine's Day with my kids. Because it's about showing love, period. Ain't nothing wrong with that, girl. That's a beautiful thing. And then this year, we we have some some good, delicious menu planned. For mm-hmm. ourselves, because they're like, well, mommy, you cooking for everybody else Valentine's Day. What are you going to get for us Valentine's Day? So, <laughs> yeah. What do y'all want for uh, Valentine's Day? Mm-hmm. And we get some crabs and shrimp. I was like, I could do that. Oh, boy. Yeah, I could do okay. that. Because I haven't had um, some good crab legs in a, in a minute. So I said, yeah. that's what we're going to do. Yes, and it's on Friday. Valentine's Day is on Friday, so I am I am excited because that's our movie night. We're gonna binge watch like all of the Valentine's Day movies on Netflix, like all of them. They have a Cinderella story up there. I saw. They have um uh for you would love. We watched a Notebook uh last last Friday. Because my oldest, she she's never seen the end of it, and she mm-hmm. was she was invested. Because I said I've seen the Notebook so many times, like this is, I don't really want to watch this. And she was like, "Well, please, mom, I need to finish it." And I was like, "Okay, fine." <laughs> so we watched the Notebook, and she was like, "Why he didn't go in there and get her?" If anybody's seen the Notebook, you know what I'm talking about. There is a scene where the guy is chasing the girl. Yeah. And instead of him going in there, getting his girl, he just left. And she was livid. She was upset. Why? You didn't go get her, mom. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah. So, so she's, 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 her, she's like her mama when it comes to uh, movies and TV shows. Because I'll be in here screaming at the screen. Oh boy! Like what? Yeah, me too. What are you doing? What? No! <laughs> right, right, right. I, you know what? I had to learn how to, you know, how to watch a movie with, with my. Oh yeah! <laughs> I'm one of the because I'm one of them too. I be like, oh, no, no. you yes. know. So I, I, you know, I, I just enjoy. I be like, hmm. And see, that's, that's the thing, that's the thing, right? When 
I like I told you when I go to the movies. Yeah. I was worse when I was younger. Oh man. Don't Ooh. don't let me be in the movie theaters. Me and my friends, we used to be turned up in the uh-huh. theater. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I always remember <laughs> Yes. I when we went to go see Stomp the Yard, I never forget. <laughs> The part with Chris Brown. Spoiler alert. If anybody hasn't seen Stomp the Yard, Chris Brown dies in the movie. Let's put that out there right now. That movie's been out for how long? If you haven't seen it yet, shame on you. But (laughs) Chris Brown dies. And I was obsessed with Chris Brown at the time. I was like, oh, yes. He's dancing. Mm -hmm. He's getting it. And then he's dead. And I was like, what? And I am myself and a, and a girl behind me. She was like three, bo- three rows behind us. Right. We were both outraged. We were both flabbergasted. Yeah. We were in the theater, like literally losing it. And I, I'll never forget that, that movie. And I'll never forget uh, Fat Girls. We, me and my friends went to go see Fat Girls. And that movie was like one of the most emotional movies because I thought I was going to see a comedy. You know, I thought I was going to laugh, let off some steam. And I started crying and I started cheering. And I, I, I went through all kinds of emotions in that theater. Right. And my friend, my best friend, <laughs> at the time she was like, I understand now how it is to be a big girl and you have skinny people like me telling you what you should do. I'm sorry, buddy. And it was, we were a mess. Right. <laughs> but it was good because we weren't the only messes in the theater. There were like other groups of girlfriends and other groups of people who were affected like we were. I don't think anybody else made that like speech like that right. like she did but we were invested so when I say we used to mm-hmm. be we used to be turned up in the movie theater mm-hmm. I, I still I still react you know to the screen when I go to the movies but I'm not as boisterous as I was back then I except for when I went to go see Toy Story 3 now I've grown up with these toys so I was very emotional Myself and a child was in there crying, and my best friend was like, I'm not going to the movies with you no more. I can't believe you're embarrassing me like this. Yeah. <laughs> when I told her, I was like, look, you don't understand. You didn't grow up with these toys. I grew up with these toys. I'm right. emotionally invested. You don't understand. She was just like, I can't take you nowhere. And I was like, we both cried at fat girls. Don't you sit here and act like... <laughs> And she was like, but those are humans. I was like, look. Right. These toys are important in my life. Like, I've grown up with them. You don't understand. But that was the last movie that my best friend and I went to go see together. And I I found that I have calmed down just a bit (laughs) when it comes to uh, watching theater movies. But another horror movie that has come out is The Turning. Now, did you see the advertisements for this movie? Lisa? 
A girl, yeah. Well, sh- well th- for those of you who do not know, uh, this is uh, Kate Mandel, and she takes uh, she takes a, a job as a nanny for two young orphans at an isolated gothic mansion in Maine countryside. Now, this synopsis of this movie is already problematic because it's in a gothic mansion. I'm not taking no job in nobody's mansion. Like, if the house is too big, it's too many rooms, it's too many places for people to hide, too many entries for people to get in. No, I'm good. I, I stay where I feel safe. Now, <laughs> it, it's too it's too much going on with these orphans already. And from the trailer, the orphans have done something to their parents, and every adult that has come to be a nurturer or care provider since then. So that tells me that's not somewhere I want to be. Now when we come back, we're going to talk about our Wealth Wednesday. Mm-hmm. All right. Welcome back, guys. Are you looking to expand your gift-giving ideas? Well, you should check out Tipsy Chicks. They have fun and stylish drink accessories and tipsy tags that will turn a mundane life into a party wherever you go. Whether you are going on a camping trip, you can bring your folding chairs and your easily accessible folding flask, or you can start the party while you're waiting in line to get into your favorite hotspot. Be sure to stop by Tipsy Chicks, that's T-I-P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-S dot com today and grab a gift that keeps on giving. We have just celebrated the new year, so that means Valentine's Day is not far off. Be one of the first to grab a Valentine's gift basket with everything set up for a perfect dinner for two. Stop by ZakiaMcCoy.com or head over to ZRZ Catering and grab your basket today. Now it is Wealth Wednesday. And we will be giving out a financial tip. But one of the shows that I found very interesting, and I talked about this yesterday with Kim, was The Prophet. Now, this is Mark Marcus Lemon's show, and he offers cash for a piece of your business. Or he tells you how you can make a profit with your business if your business is failing. Now, I found this show to be eye-opening, mind-boggling, and it inspired this Wolf Wednesday tip. If you have a business and you want to 
sustain your business without losing it and without having to sell your business outright. Get investors. Get people who believe in you that want to invest. You can always pay your investors back. There is always crowdfunding sites that will help you build certain things for your business. There are so many different ways to go about it. So get investors. That is our Wealth Wednesday tip for this Wednesday. Now, Lisa, you used to call your job your investor. Yep. And I find that to be very interesting that you say that because that is another way to invest in your business. Right. If you are working a nine to five and you have income coming in, set 25% of that aside for your business. Right. It's only smart to invest in yourself and get other people that believe in you to invest in you. Now, uh, when we come back, it is Black History Month, so we're going to do our past to present. Are you a diva who does not have time to stop at your favorite boutique or go shopping at the mall and you need everything that's accessible to your doorstep? Be sure to stop by Living Diva Style on Facebook and grab all the essentials that a diva on the go will need. Hey, Cooking with Positivity family. Be sure to tune in on Thursday where we take it back. We'll break down some of our favorite old school jams, the artists who made them huge and what they mean to us. With some fun along the ride. Be sure to join us right here on Cooking with Positivity. Welcome back, guys. Now, uh, last week, we did our past to present. This week, our past to present is for the wealthiest African-American or first billionaire in America, and that would be William Alexandra Lezendorf, and he was the first black millionaire, and he earned his millions in import and export trading. Now, I'm not going to pretend like I know what that is, but he has inspired Aliko Dangote to start the Dangote Group which is an investment company where he invests in projects in Nigeria and other parts of Africa and here in America. And he is our current most wealthiest African-American today. Okay. So that is our past to present because we don't know where we came from. We don't know where we're going. This is true. Now, when we come back, we're going to be joined by Love Coach Gia Lily. Hey, CWP family. Just a friendly reminder. 
this month is love month. So we will be looking for stories of your self-love, your relationships, your relationship goals, as well as your love for your family and your fur babies. So make sure you leave us your stories and we will share your love right here on Cooking with Positivity. Also take advantage of some of the deals we have going on. I know Valentine's Day is coming up. And we have uh, deals from some of our sponsors, Lashbinder. If you go to Lashbinder.com, you can receive $5 off of any product that you purchase by entering Cooking With Positivity, as well as Tipsy Chicks. If you go to TipsyChicks.com, that's T-I-P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-S.com and enter the code cook with positivity you'll get a discount off as well also zrz catering has gift baskets and if you enter the code cooking with positivity at the end of your purchase you will receive five dollars off and i hope everyone has a great holiday Are you an artist looking for some exposure or do you have a project you would like to promote? Maybe you would like to be interviewed. Send us an email at cookingwithpositivity at gmail.com so we can help you reach for the stars. Are you loving what you're hearing and want to hear more? Be sure to check out this amazing, inspiring and up and coming artist and songwriter Jay Queen. She can be found on Beat Chain, Facebook, and YouTube. Welcome, Gia. Can you tell the people a bit about yourself? What is it that you're known for? Specifically, we know you as the love coach, but what are you known for specifically? Okay, so first of all, thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it, Zykia. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here. So, yes, um, I am known as Gia Lily, the love coach. And yes, I do support men and women who are looking to attract or even maintain a healthy, loving relationship. So, yeah, I do work with singles and also couples. Awesome. Yeah, so that is what I do. And what are some of the things you see people get wrong when they are approaching a new relationship? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Where do we start? Uh, well, there are a number of different things that I see. And one of the things, unfortunately, is um, around navigating the first phase of, of a relationship, you know, when you're in the honeymoon phase. And I see more of women investing in the relationship too quickly or too okay. soon and more so than 
than men, like if they are heterosexual and they're, they're dating a man, um, women tend to go in much deeper and much faster. So that's definitely one of the things that I see a lot of. And unfortunately, that causes problems. Exactly. Okay. I, I can definitely see that. I've probably been a woman that did that quite a few times. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yes. And you're not the only one. I mean, I've done it too. And, uh, you know, it's only because I've learned uh, different ways and techniques. And because I'm also a neuro coach, I understand it from a, a deeper emotional and psychological level now. So I get it. Uh, but I've been there too. <laughs> it's, see, it's, it's not that I've, I feel like I put so much in a relationship. I feel like I put out what I want in return. Yes, and there's nothing at all wrong with that. You know, we as women, we know what we want, and that's why invest in the way that we do, because we want to make sure that we have a man by our side who is also investing to the level and the depth that we are as well. So I get it. But unfortunately, what happens is that we do invest deeply and quickly, more so than, than men do, because men take their time in figuring out what it is that they want. And they're also figuring out whether the woman that they're with currently and enjoying that, that company with actually fits into their bigger vision, like into their, into their life. So they're thinking like that on a long-term basis, um, but in a very different way to we do. Oh, now, what do you think guys get wrong a lot of the times when they approach a new relationship? Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> um, my goodness. So one of the things that I find with guys is that you, you can find guys that get heavy really quickly, too. But what they're really doing is acting from a place of um, their hormones. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, they need to be able to understand that they get carried away during that time. So they need to actually be able to educate themselves and understand, hey, actually, I need to actually invest in spending time with this lady and to, to get to know her, you know, and, and find a rhythm between the two of you as you know, a couple who are dating rather than you know, wanting to go straight to the bedroom kind of thing. Right. So I, one thing that I find is that there is impatience there. Yeah, for sure. Right. Now, what has uh, inspired you to take this career path? What got you into uh, coaching and, you know, investing in love of others? I'll be honest with you, I would always say this, that the path chose me. Um, I was just naturally the, the agony aunt, if you like, it's what we say in the UK, you know, the person that you just draw to for advice. And my friends, male and female alike, would come to me about their relationship issues. You know, they would always come to me as the voice of reason. And better than that, they found that they got a lot of value out of it. and you know, one crazy friend of mine said, hey, you should do this for a living. And I never wanted to. <laughs> but, you know, they somehow persuaded me that, you know, because they, they'd, they'd had successful relationships as a result of the, the advice that I was giving and the, the practical, tactical tips that I was giving them, 
that they said, you know, that I'd be crazy not to. So then I, I gave in and it became a career. <laughs> That's how most careers start. So that is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I got into uh, catering and writing and podcasting. So isn't that amazing? Don't we love friends like that who encourage you into a path that you were meant to be in? And I also love the, the naysayer friends too. They they tend to motivate me just a little bit more. <laughs> oh yes, indeed. We can't forget the naysayer friends too. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, so they, def- they definitely tell you, "Oh, why are you doing this? And you should get a nine to five. And you should try to focus on this. And you should try to do that." That just makes me want to rebel a little bit. I still have that. Absolutely. That yeah, really you're my own heart. yeah, I love that. I love that. We are kindred spirits for sure. I yeah. know it. That, that, just, that just puts in my mind, hey, mm-hmm. okay, so she said right. you should do this. She said you shouldn't be doing this. Okay. Let's yeah, see if I do me. that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, that is definitely one thing that I Absolutely. adore about the path that I'm on right now. Uh-huh. And being network- that amazing. Oh, sorry, please carry on. Yeah, I was saying, being that we're talking about paths, marriage is a big step. Oh, it's huge. And I, I took the plunge, I want to say two years ago. Oh, wow. It didn't work, so I don't talk about it much. Okay. It's not, it's not as positive, but... Okay. I have a few questions from some singles and some married couples who are okay. looking for advice in this crazy world. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it is Relationship Week, so we are focusing on building relationships and repairing relationships, spiritual mm-hmm. positivity. And now one of our singles is a mm-hmm. George Marks. And he said, how do I know if a girl is wife material? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. a great question. <laughs> that's a great question. Well, first of all, um, one of the things that you'll find is wife material won't end up in your bedroom very easily. Okay, she will want to wait. Okay, yeah. because a, a woman who is just looking for uh, a bit of fun, you know, and not really thinking anything of the connection between you, she'll be happy to go back to your place quickly. Okay? And this is actually something which has been said back by many men, and it, it turns out that even though they've wanted to take that step, just because of, you know, just because of physical urges, you know, you, you can't really uh, fight biology. That's just how we're wired at the end of the day, you know, right. <laughs> and men, men are inclined that way more so than women. That's just the way their, their brains are wired. But right. what I'm really saying here is if those men who, who, um, ended up, uh, in the bedroom much sooner, it's like towards the beginning of a chance to date a lady, they didn't actually go through with a, a long-term relationship and it was because she was too available right. and that didn't give a good impression for long-term material. So I hope that answers the question. Well, that's one of the most obvious things. Right. This is based on male feedback to say, well, 
you know, we end up in bed too quickly and I don't see her as wife material. Wow. Right? So uh, that's, that's, I, I find that strange, you know, because yeah. I, yeah, uh, I find it strange, you know, all of my years of dating. I find it strange because a guy will say they don't care to wait. And if a girl is not willing to at least go halfway or all right. the way, they don't want they don't want her around anymore. So how do you balance that? Okay, my hormones are raging, but I'm yep. to find wife material as well. Yeah, it is a tricky one. So the, the other thing that you've got to look at is okay, look at the quality of time that you want to spend with one another. Like if so, what I will say to that is like. If when you're with her, if all you want to do is get with her, you know, and be physically intimate and not a lot else, you know, just Netflix and chill type stuff, then no, that is just pure chemical, physical attraction, which you can have with thousands of other women, by the way. She's not the only one. Right. Right. That, that's just how it goes. That, that's nature in operation there. All right. So it's not like, well, you're not going to get that compatibility with anyone else. One thing is that sexual chemistry does not equal compatibility on the long term. You could be chemically and physically attracted to someone, yet they could be really bad news for you. Right. Right? Because because they don't have the the qualities and the values that you would look for within a partner. Right? Mm. So what I would say is like spend time with him or her and, you know, see how your values match and things like that. And if your values match and you enjoy each other's company and things like this, if there are other things happening which are ticking the boxes that are looking promising for some kind of relationship to develop between you, which could go further, then by all means, you know, then having sex will be part of that process too. In that instance, it's not a bad thing. Then you won't have to necessarily control yourself. As long as you've got the other things going on in the mix too. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Mm. Well, to me, it so makes looking, a lot of sense. So hopefully. Yeah, so, yeah we're, we're definitely looking at other elements to be present within the relationship if you're having sex fairly early on too. Right. All right. It can't be the only thing holding you together. Definitely not. That... that mm. Sex is only temporary. It's only a temporary fix for long-term issues to come, is what I always say. Because that's if you're it. not addressing that, <laughs> that's the only thing you guys have going for yourselves, then the relationship is not a, really a relationship. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So yeah. we're going to move on to another question. Now, this question comes from a married individual, and they want okay. to stay anonymous. Okay, of course. But they want to know, when do you know it's time to move on? Oh. Yeah. So let's have that. When do you know when it's time to move on, did you say? Yes, that's the question. Now, they're married, so I'm yeah. I'm thinking they're, you know, kind of battling with the, do I want to go with, through the divorce or do I want to try to figure it out, work it out? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, according to, now this might sound a little sexist, but I'm going to say that depending on whether it's a male or a female, it's going to, it's going to 
change the way that I answer this. Okay. Okay, I'll explain why. The males tend to go on logic. We as females are more emotionally oriented. So the the strategies or the, the signs that we're going to both employ are going to be very different because of the way our brains are wired. Right. Okay. So from a male's perspective, are his needs being met by his wife? Okay. Okay. Now, what does that mean? So let's go back to what his, when they got married, what were the things that he was looking for within his wife, the values, the qualities and things in the very first place that he said, yeah, I want her to be my wife, right? Yeah. And if those values and qualities have now changed substantially and she's not the same person anymore and, they, and they're not um, hitting uh, their goals as such, so let's say, for instance, she's holding him back from buying a house and and that kind of thing. I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm just giving a really broad example yeah. here. But if there are things that he's always stated that he wants to have achieved within their marriage and that is not happening and she is actually holding him back, then that will be something that is going to be uh, it's going to be a problem for him. Right. Especially if he really wants to, you know, really progress forward and he's always made that known to her. Right. Really good example of that is a career, let's say. If he's told her right from the start, you know, that this is what I want to do, I want to be able to travel with it, da, 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 da. And she says, okay, honey, and she thinks that it's somehow he's going to change his mind after they've got married and he hasn't changed his mind, and he still wants those things, and she's trying to hold him back, even though he's told her all along that that's what he wanted. Right. And he and so he's going to feel held back. And so something as important as that to him, and she's not taking his side or beside him on this, then that might be grounds for him to actually lose the relationship. Okay. Is that making sense? That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I right. understand that. Right. Just I was trying to up. give a tangible example. So from a man's perspective, I'm just giving a male example, a now female example, because obviously let's have a look on the other side. From an emotional standpoint, is he supportive? Has he been there all the time that, you know, when you needed him? You know, was he there um, when... Was he involved in raising the kids? Are right. you struggling um, to connect? You know, and I'll give an example here. I remember one one client of mine, and she stay she was staying in the marriage because she loved the guy, but when she needed to go into hospital and have major surgery, he was nowhere to be found. Oh wow. Yeah, that, so that was a big deal, right? So it's things like that. Take a look at the impact of how present he is or is not in your life. Is he still around when you really need him? Like the hospital example being one of them. So take a look at like the the seriousness of the situation as well. So it 
really it's about putting things into context and saying, okay, is this a kind of thing that I would consider leaving a marriage over? Right. Yeah. So I would start there and take a look at their behaviors. And we as women are really good at this because we are very emotionally intelligent. In fact, we are eight times more emotionally intelligent than men. Eight times. Eight times more. <laughs> it's been proven. You know, brain scans, brain scans have proved, and it, because it, we've seen it in um, what we call fMRI scans, uh, we see where the blood flow is, like in, in men's brains and women's brains. And what we have seen as a result of those scans is that the emotional center in the women um, is connected eight times more so than that of the male brain. Right. And that, is that why we mature much more faster than they do? Exactly. <laughs> that should explain that. Absolutely. And it will also explain why when we are feeling emotional, um, we feel it to such an extent and when we are in our emotional state, we totally lose our male partner in the process because, like, we are now on, like, hyperspeed, and they're, like, they're just, like, in their primitive state. So imagine a man being on, let's say, an emotional scale of four. We're on an emotional scale of 32. We've lost them. Oh, yeah. Okay. That explains yeah. a lot of my past relationships. Right. <laughs> oh, there you go. You see, and this is why when we're choosing a partner to, to ensure that he's as close to being emotionally mature as we are, because if there's a gap, we, you'd leave him behind. And I, I feel that it's not just emotional, but mental. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because um, if I can't have an intelligent conversation with you, no matter how sexy you are, yeah, my interest has just <laughs> plummeted <laughs> because right, yeah, it, I feel like now I don't need an Albert Einstein. I'm not saying that, but I do not want to have a adult conversation with. Absolutely, mentally stimulating conversations, right? Yes, yeah, so if I could talk to my kids and they have more intelligent conversation and they're eight and ten then obviously this is not good. This is not going to work. Because right. And it's great that you recognize that as well. And we, each one of us has our own criteria, if you like, you know, for what, what we want in a partner. And for some of us, um, it's called being sapiosexual. So if you find that being intelligent uh, is sexy, you know, if you find that as a, as a turn-on within a partner, then you're going to look for, for that. And if it's not present and it's important to you that you have intellectual stimulation as part of your attraction to your partner on a daily basis and that's not there, then that's not going to work either. Right. Now, our last singles question comes from Jillian Stern. Okay. And she says, is 55 too old to try and settle down? Repeat the question, please. She said, is 55 too old to try and settle down? Well, my, my answer to that is no. <laughs> 55 is not. 
too old to settle down. There, there are couples who got married in their 60s and 70s, so 55 is, is not. Now, really what it sounds like to me is that this lady um, has fears around being too old because of what society are saying and feeding into her. And, you know, these are like old beliefs that she's holding on to even though it sounds like she wants to enjoy love and companionship with someone. Right. There's that doubt in her mind. It's like, well, you know, I'd like this, but am I too old? And the answer is no, you can enjoy love at any age and at any stage, as long as you are, as long as you are um, clear on what it is that you would like to experience in your life. Clarity is a very big thing. So oh, yeah. what would you oh. like out of your relationship, first of all, and, and go with that? You know, stay positive because this is all about positivity, right? Yes. So let's stay focused on what it is that you would like to experience. That is and perfect answer. Look. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I do my best. And now um, last question from our married listener, Lois mm-hmm. May. Okay. She wants to know. Uh-huh. I read this right. How do you tell your husband you want yeah. him to spice things up in the bedroom without hurting his feelings? Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> oh. Wow. Okay, so you can leave things lying around. You can be you can be subtle. Um, so first of all, is your husband you know, what stimulates him what I mean is like what is his favorite sense what what I'm saying here is like is he a reader is he more of a visual person is he more of a someone who likes um uh, touch that kind of thing because it will all depend on what gets him going right so let's say for instance um you know that your husband is an avid reader I would strategically and cheekily place a a sexy book or something like that or a sexy video in his line of sight so that he catches sight of it, okay? Because that will get him wondering, okay? That will get his mind and his brain curious and excited. You know, he'll start asking himself questions internally. Huh. What is that doing there? Who does this? I'm going to ask my wife. So then, out of curiosity, he's going to say, honey, where did this come from? What is this? And so you can start having that conversation. And, you know, you say, well, oh, actually, um, I was fascinated by this. What do you think? Um, Maybe we can watch it or read it or whatever it is together. And and go from there. Right? That is that is amazing. Uh huh. I'm not I'm not I'm not that subtle. If I want things to be spiced up, I'll just address it, speak it. Okay. Talk okay. this direction. <laughs> All right. So here's the challenge in that. Okay. When you are a woman who knows what you want, right? Um, what can happen is that when we say it in a way which we are making it very clear that this is what we want. It can come across as being demanding, but underlying all of that 
is that he feels like he's not doing enough or he's not giving enough or he's not good enough. Right. Okay. And when that happens, what ends up happening is that he feels like he's not good enough and then he won't want to do anything about it. He thinks, oh, she's not... I'm not good enough for her. I'm not man enough for her. Especially when it comes to things to the bedroom, ladies. <laughs> the one thing that we do not want him to feel is emasculated in the bedroom. And I, I, I think I, I think I tread the, the line very, very well when it comes to being demasculating and expressing uh-huh. exactly what I need or I'm looking for. Right. right. Because I, I always set it up for open communication. Great. You tell me <laughs> what, it, what it is that I could be doing. Mm-hmm. Or tell me some things that you enjoy and I'll do it right. in person. So that way is not me coming to you as an attack or with a problem, right. but we're both expressing, you know, what we would like to experience in the bedroom. Right. Yeah. Now I'm glad you've, You've said it that way because not everyone tackles it the way you do. So, oh, I know. I, <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, you know, I have come across women who have been very assertive about what it is they want. And that does come across as being confrontational and that just shuts the man down and uh, he doesn't bother. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I love the fact that there's open communication. And, you know, it can happen at any point. It's not – you don't necessarily have to – I mean, it's a good idea to gauge the the mood between you before you have that conversation. Obviously, you don't want to be having that conversation when he's had a really bad day at work and he's come in with a really foul mood right. because he's had a fight with his boss kind of thing. But we as women, because we are so emotionally intelligent – and in tune with what's going on, you know, it's about being present and checking in on the environment before like, we have that conversation with them, you know. And if he's come home stressed, you know, had a hard day, honey, start rubbing his shoulders or whatever he's want to do, you know, and you can start that way. Right. Yeah, that, right? That's, that's very wise to bring up because I don't think a lot of people gauge the levels in the room before they just start expressing themselves. I think right. that a lot of conversations go left because uh-huh. uh, if you have your levels are on high, this has been on your mind all day, but his levels are on low and he's thinking right. about, Oh, I got to pay this bill or I got to get her this, or I got to do this around the house. Mm-hmm. It's not going to really want to talk about what's been on your mind all day. Especially if he feels like you're downing him. Exactly. So I think the not demasculating part. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just tune into that because when he's had a hard day, the last thing he wants is to come home to a wife who is nagging or anything like that. Right. And vice versa, mm-hmm. men. Just just so y'all exactly. know. Uh, we don't like it either. I'm just yeah. <laughs> I'm be completely honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna play a game in a moment, but I wanna know okay. do you cook? I do, yes. What is your favorite meal to cook? 
I have so many. Um, one of my favorites is um, pasta. It's like a pasta carbonara. One of my favorites. I just made carbonara the other day. Ah. I'm a, I'm a pasta person, and I, I'm, I'm on a semi-detox, so I'm okay. doing a lot of pasta mm-hmm. one night a week. So mm-hmm. I go all out. <laughs> And nice. I, I find it, uh, carbonara is very good because you can choose. I make my own sauce. So mm-hmm. Me too. I can choose what goes in it. Yes. And I can definitely make sure that I'm not, you know, doing too much unhealthy things, even though it is considered my cheat day or whatever. So <laughs> I'm very mindful and I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask a question, Dina. We are talking about food. Do you really yeah. think that is the way to a man's heart? What a great question. Yeah. <laughs> um, not always. Right. But it would be impressive if a woman can cook. Yes, and um, I found a lot of times these day and age, women are not worried about cooking. So they yeah, well, there is... <laughs> There is that. Well, you know, then get a man who can cook. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That's definitely a winner. I think even more so. By the way, gentlemen, if you're watching this, uh, sorry, if you're listening in, um, you know, what I found in a survey is that women find uh, that a, 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 an attractive quality in a man is his ability to be able to cook. So yeah. If you can and don't, please do. You'll get extra brownie points. <laughs> you definitely will, and I, I say I say that because I cook a majority of the time. Uh-huh. I'm in the kitchen ninety seven percent of the time. I'm in the kitchen cooking. If it's even if it's just for dinner for my family or it's for you know an event, so mm-hmm. you can take that load off just a little bit. <laughs> yes, exactly. We'd appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying you have to be a master chef because my right. I'm not a master exactly. I just know how to cook very, very, very well. I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, that's amazing. If you can go in the kitchen and not burn things down, and you can make something edible, oh, my God. Like, that. that's all, that's all I ask for. Absolutely. Not too much to ask for. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had exes that have, have burned pans and... Uh-oh. And... Serves me, yeah, things that are not so pleasant to my palate. So Uh-oh. when I say I have experience in this field, mm-hmm. it's not because I'm a caterer; it's because I've been down this road, and I don't. Okay. And I don't like don't don't lie either, guys. Because when you lie, she's gonna ask you one day, "Hey, babe, can you can you make dinner tonight?" Right. Exactly. And she's going to be, like, tired or something, and she's going to be in the bedroom. And you are going to be made to produce. And <laughs> what you produce <laughs> is not edible. She's going to know that you've been lying to her this whole time. Right. And what is she going to think about everything else you said to her thus far? 
So don't lie. Yeah, you see, that's a really good point there. You know, um, if you start lying about the small things, she is gonna, she is gonna start doubting everything else that you say. So please don't lie to her. Yes, I, I had an ex that lied to me early on when we first, first, first met. Like, I want to say week one. When we're on our get to know each other phase. Yeah. And years have gone past when I'm talking double digits, like 10 years. Right. And then we finally, you know, separate. And then he's like, oh, I never said that was my favorite football team. Oh, I never said I was older than you. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm crazy. So our whole story is beginning to unravel right before my eyes because you've lied so much to me in the beginning and now you can't remember the last you told you want to make me think I'm crazy and tell me oh you got me confused with someone else no 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 yeah yeah I store it back very well (laughs) Mm. especially about the person I'm dating yes yes exactly women have amazing (laughs) memories we really do (laughs) especially when it comes to matters of my heart I, de- I definitely yeah. have an amazing memory. Now, if you ask me what happened yesterday, I might have some trouble. If it's <laughs> pertaining to a certain subject, I may have some trouble. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me what happened in my relationship 11 years ago, yeah. I can tell you exactly what happened, exactly what transpired, why it didn't yeah. work out, what he lied about, what mm-hmm. he was wearing on the day things fell apart. Like, I can tell you all of these things. Right. But it smelled like in the air, what I ate. Hours before, like, I can tell you all of these things, but if you ask me, oh, what did you watch on TV yesterday? I kind of have to go back and go, what was yesterday? Okay, yesterday was Tuesday. Uh-huh. Oh, um, normally this comes on Tuesday, so I have to do that. But yeah. not about not about relationships and my loved ones. No, I never have to do that. No, that's right, because you have such a strong emotional connection. And the thing is, emo- when we are when we have an emotional connection to memories, the, the deeper the emotion connected to the memory, the more likely you are to re- you're going to remember it, and right. it's going to stay in your memory bank. So, yeah, that's why that happens. But that is the case with every woman, because, like I said, we our emotional connections we are eight times more connected emotionally than men are. This is why they don't understand us getting mad when they forget an anniversary or Or a birthday, yes. (laughs) Or a birthday, yeah, for that reason, you know, because we expect them to remember and they don't. It's just not the way they're wired. Now, obviously, a man who loves you, you know, will have made a lot of effort, you know, even writing it down in the diary so that he doesn't forget, right? Right. So what I'm saying (laughs) is that men have strategies in overcoming those things so that it's not it doesn't become a problem. Right. You have the tools, men. You have the tools. Exactly. Yeah, Utilize the tools. them. <laughs> See, that's the thing. You know, we can't blame, understand biology, but don't blame it. Yes, because we have the tools to get over certain things. Exactly. And it's the same with us ladies. You know, when we are feeling emotionally overwhelmed, we can get things wildly out of proportion and we have to learn to manage our emotions too. So we're not, we're not bashing the men here. We're we're talking to the ladies too and like (laughs) how to curb your emotions as well so that you can 
live and lead a happy and healthy relationship, right? Yeah. And and being present within it and appreciating one another within that relationship dynamic so that you're not taking each other for granted and, you know, all, all those things that help you to appreciate your partner and rekindle love if you feel like, you know, things, feel like you're kind of leading separate lives as such, you know, and you become each other's habits. That yeah. happens. You know, the the more time you spend together as a couple, you know, you just get used to one another and you start to pay um not less attention, but certainly you get used to things. So you don't put in as much effort. Right. And that that happens after the honeymoon phase. Now, the thing is, in every relationship, to keep it moving forward, it still requires effort. It definitely it does. Requires, yeah. I mean, you've got to actually um, make an effort and go out of your way to make sure that you are maintaining the relationship. Right. Dinner, date, dinner dates are still important. Definitely. And I don't know why guys get so comfortable so Mm -hmm. quickly and then expect you to just accept it. That's right. But, you know, both sexes are guilty of that. We do get comfortable. Definitely are. But because I have a group of uh, girlfriends Mm -hmm. and they bounce these ideas off of me as if I don't mm-hmm. have my own relationship issues. But they come to me, you know, with their relationship issues. And a lot of the uh-huh. times, it's normally the guys have just given up. They're just like, okay, I have her now. Yep. The work is done. And I'll go, yeah. what? <laughs> that is how they think. You know, so, well, okay, now I've I've got her, so I don't have to do anything. You see, and this is a big thing for the men and that's why I was saying earlier on that effort is still required right because here's the thing when men get complacent women start to feel neglected right and if she's feeling neglected and you're not paying her the kind of attention she wants to have uh, attention paid to and by the way I'm going to throw a statistic at, at, at everyone now and it might shock them the the highest percentage of um, infidelity which happens within marriages and relationships actually is women against that, men. That, I don't think that's shocking anymore. Well, you see, it's because, part of the reason is because, you know, men are getting lazy. Right. And not lazy as in in the bedroom or lazy as in around the house. Lazy in the relationship. Lazy in relating. Yeah, absolutely. And that can be lazy in the bedroom too because, you know, uh, this comes as no surprise. We as women, we love, need, and desire sex too. Yes, definitely. And I I had a guy tell me that (laughs) I found this very very amusing. I don't know if you guys can tell, but uh, he said, you're a woman. You shouldn't be so hot and and wanting to get me into bed. And I said, what? So I'm not a red-blooded 
human? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand yeah, that crazy. logic. <laughs> yeah, that that's crazy logic. And, but that was his his excuse. And he was like, you're not going to use me mm-hmm. for sex all day. And I was like, okay, let's, let's take a step back. Yeah. <laughs> because obviously we have our wires confused as to mm-hmm. we are in our relationship. That's one. Mm-hmm. And for two, just because I'm a woman, I'm not supposed to want sex. Right. But uh, in my mind, do you realize that if I don't want sex, that means you're not going to get it. Yep. And if you do get it, I'm not going to enjoy it because I don't want it. So right. I don't understand that train of thought. <laughs> no, there's something else going on there. <laughs> Well, we're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna play a game, okay? Called scenario. Okay. Now I'm gonna give you a couple of scenarios, and you tell me what would be your advice in this situation. Okay. All right. So there's a married couple. They have been married for about five years. Okay. And the wife wants to move out of state. She wants to move to another state. But mm-hmm. husband does not want to move. The husband is okay. very comfortable in their home, in his career, mm-hmm. in their life. Okay. What would be your advice for this couple? Well, first of all, we need to find out why she wants to move. If he is settled, then why does she want? Why does she want change? Also, how old are they? Okay. So let's say 35, the couple is 35, in between 35 and 40, and she's a traveler. She's traveling, you know, ever since she was able to travel. Okay. So this gives context. So what I would say is it sounds very much to me like she has yet to get comfortable with being in a place of stability. Because if she's always used to moving and traveling around, that's a habit. If she's been doing that for a long time and now she's settled, she doesn't, she's not used to being in a situation or in a lifestyle where she is in one place. Right. That is something that she will have to deal with. Because first of all, it's not easy to just uproot everything. You know, if, if it's his career, his house, well, their house, you know, and he is settled within himself as well, you know, and he would have done these things to offer her stability as well. This isn't something that men are do, um, especially these days. It's not something that they do very easily. So if he's got all these things in place, right, with the view to provide for her and protect her and, you know, have a family life and all this kind of thing. You know, he's really set down strong roots there and she wants to move. He's going to think in his mind that that's some kind of, that's crazy. Right. Right. That's some kind of crazy ass thing that she's come up with. <laughs> and to him, you know, it's going to feel like she's not serious potentially about their relationship if she wants to move and the thing is like he doesn't want her to be having a tantrum and saying okay well we're going to move across state now it's not easy to build these things in the first place right right 
So this is something that she would need to work through. Okay. All right, next scenario. Yeah. We have a single woman mm -hmm. who is a single mom, and she's looking mm -hmm. to get back into dating. Okay. And she's tried online dating. Okay. But she doesn't feel comfortable enough to meet, you know, guys in person. Okay. What alternative can you offer her? Okay. To try to help her get comfortable. Okay. So we're looking at the comfort level here more than anything else. Because part of this is screaming at me that this is about logistics too. Why is she looking online for someone as opposed to locally? Is it because she finds it hard to get, um, you know, someone to take care of the child and she can't get away? So is she using online dating as, an option simply because she can't get somebody else to look after her child. Yeah, we'll go, with all, we'll go with that. Okay, <laughs> okay. Because one thing that we have to take a look at is the way in which we are doing things. Are we doing them out of convenience or because we actually um, we are actually in alignment with what it is that we're doing? Right. Okay. Because I find that it doesn't matter whether it's a, a single mom. But what I'm saying here is that women who are dating online have been busy professionals, and it's simply because they literally don't have the time to do that, okay, to do anything else. So that they'll just settle for it, even though they hate online dating. And when you're doing anything with any kind of trepidation and your heart's not in it, then you're already setting yourself up for failure. So the first thing I will do is recommend that she draws up a list of the ways in which she would like to meet people which are authentic to her. Okay. Okay. That's the first thing I would do. And then find ways in which that can happen. Because I feel more than anything else that this is a logistical problem. Okay. Okay. Right. And, in, and, you know, and part of that is about her comfort levels as well. And if she is the kind of person who identifies as an empath and doesn't feel very comfortable, let's say, in public situations, um, then that's going to throw a different light on things too. Um, but what I would say is like to make sure that if she is dating anyone locally or, you know, well, I would start locally for sure, you know, right. make sure that. She's meeting someone in a public place, but let her friend know, for instance, where she is and what she's doing so that she knows that if at any point she feels uncomfortable, she's got someone to hand who is nearby, who she can connect with. You know, she can make her apologies and leave, you know, or even her friend walk into the date if, if need be, if she's feeling that uncomfortable you know, like a like a, a rescue plan as such, right? <laughs> so there are different ways. It all depends. I would need to talk to this lady in scenario um, to figure out exactly what's going on and then give very specific points. Right. All right. Now, our next scenario mm -hmm. is a 30-year-old man. Okay. Who has just gotten into a relationship. They've been in a relationship okay. for about a month. Okay. 
and he's told his girlfriend, now living girlfriend, because he's moved in with her. Oh, wow. That was like Yeah, that he has gotten comfortable in the relationship. What advice can you give to him as to not be so complacent and so comfortable within the relationship that he stopped trying and them as a couple and how to work through this? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, okay. What I would say to him is to really look at your priorities because there's obviously a reason why you've moved in with this lady so quickly. Right. What I found from experience and from client experience is that when something like that has happened, it's because there's been a major shift in his life that he hasn't been able to um, control. Right. And I'll give an, I'll give an example here. Um, let's say, for instance, he's on the verge of losing his own place, his own apartment or something like this, and now he's acting out of fear. Mm. So it's like, oh, I, I'm, so he's acting from survival mode, and now he has a new girlfriend. Well, things are going really well. Oh, yeah, well, she'll, she'll let me stay. She won't see me out on the streets or whatever, you know, yeah. when I finally get to telling her the truth kind of thing. It's happened. These are real situations. So what I find is that in these what I call shotgun situations, there's usually a something major that's happened behind it. Men usually who are in a good place in their lives will not do that. Right. Okay. Okay. So just to say that there. Um, so what I would say to him in that situation is, Look at your priorities. What it is, what is it that you want to do going forward from whatever it is that you are um, dealing with so that you can bounce back? And if you are in this relationship, then start making a plan to get back on your own feet because at some stage, she's going to feel like she's being taken advantage of. And if you really do care about her and care about your relationship, then you will make moves to get back on your own feet. Right. Otherwise, it can start spoiling the relationship. Right. So, that's what I would say. With that one. Now, do you think this couple can work through this? Is this an Yes, they can. Didn't... If he's honest with her, it, it can. Oh, right. But it all depends on the situation. It all depends on the situation which he's found himself in uh, as to why, you know, this is now the case. I.e., has he lost his home? What What's the story behind all of this? What What's going on? Because it will very much depend on what the background of that is and how she deals with that. Right. All right. To the success. Yeah. Okay. To the success of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, this game was very fun and very enlightening. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know about fun. It got a bit deep. <laughs> well, it, things tend to do that around here at Cooking with Positivity. Even if we try to, you know, keep it light, things always tend to go <laughs> go a little deep because we are talking about humans and emotions and, you know, staying positive in everyday life. 
So Absolutely. Now, talking of staying positive, I know that that's something that's really important, especially within relationships. No matter what goes on, like we were saying earlier on, you know, it's about um, looking at the situations for what they are. Right. Appreciating one another as well through the process. You know, when you are a married couple, like we were saying earlier on, we can get complacent. Men, appreciate your women, especially if you have children. Look at her as the mother of your children as well. Like how great, you know, praise her on, on the great job that she's doing as the mother of your children. That kind of thing as well, you know, because when you look at your situation and say, well, you know, she's doing such a great job of holding down the home, taking care of our kids. You know, she's always making sure that I'm okay. I really love and appreciate her for that. It gives a new start from the relationship and the way that you start looking at your spouse. Right. And women, vice versa for your men. Just Absolutely. Make sure you acknowledge what they're doing. If, even if they're stay-at-home dads, make sure you acknowledge that. Absolutely. It's not easy. <laughs> no. But like we say, you know, focus on the positives. If there are more positives than challenges, then, you know, that really helps. Right. This all goes back into checking in and looking at the quality of the relationship as well. It definitely does. Now, what are you working on right now? Like, what do you have in the works? Any programs, any workshops, books? Okay. So, (laughs) well, there are are all sorts of wonderful things that are happening. at present, what I'm actually working on right now is uh, an amazing uh, membership program, and it's called Lily Box, and in which couples and singles can really gain a lot of benefit from, like on a monthly basis, and it's, it's low cost, really high value as well, so that you can be the best version of yourself, so that you can you know, bring that best version into your relationship so that it can be enriched. So that, you know, we have all sorts of amazing um, tools and activities and even trainings and things like that on a monthly basis, which can really help you to shift your existing situation into a happier, healthier, more loving relationship. So that's what I've got going on. Oh, I'm I'm definitely going to be checking that out. Um, wow. Yay! <laughs> Good stuff. I am a happy, happy single, and I am always out looking to see what relationships can possibly turn into something more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and I love that you said that you're a happy single because people have this impression that singles are unhappy, and that's not always the case. It is definitely not, and I and I tell my because. My friend is single, and uh-huh. she's always like, oh, I'm lonely. And I say, I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. Right. I sit in my room or in my kitchen or in my living room alone, but I don't feel lonely. Right. Big difference. Yes. So, and that's because she's like, I know you feel lonely, and I can tell her, no, I don't. <laughs> and just because I'm here by myself does not mean I'm lonely. Because I'm happy and comfortable with who I am as a person. Absolutely. And I love that you've said that because, you know, the more comfortable we are in our own skin as a person, the more we are able to bring into a relationship as well. And the more that we are able to allow others to love us 
for who we are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be able to recognize when they love us for who we are as well. That is, that is exactly my point. And I, like I said, I'm happy. I love me for me. And nobody yeah. told me <laughs> about loving themselves because mm-hmm. I know, I know who I am in the inside and I know what I deserve. Mm-hmm. And I had an ex recently ask me, well, do you think I deserve this, this, or this? And I said, I feel like you deserve whatever you're allowing into your life right now. And it's not that I want bad for you, Mm -hmm. because I don't wish harm on anyone. Mm -hmm. Even if we did have an ugly breakup, I don't wish bad or negativity in anyone's life. Right. But I do understand that if you don't love you enough and you don't know what you deserve, then you will accept anything. Absolutely. You, and that you, that you, is my key for him. Like, right? <laughs> you're you're accepting this, so you deserve whatever you're accepting in your life. Mhm. And that's a very key point that you've made there. You know, whatever you are allowing, that's what you're accepting, and that's what you believe you deserve because you haven't challenged it. And that, that's all I was trying to say. He felt like I was mm-hmm. talking to him, but we're not going to get into that because that's... No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's but that's we can, but certainly off-air. If, if you want yeah. to, we can off-air, but not here. Right. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's a negative, and I don't, I don't dwell on the negative. Keep it positive around you know? here. <laughs> Absolutely, that's what it's about. I mean, being being aware of what was, and having the insight and the hindsight is that it's a powerful thing, but it's about how you move forward from all of that in a positive light, as you say, for sure. Now, do you celebrate Valentine's Day? Do I what, sorry? Do you celebrate Valentine's Day? Um, I personally don't, but <laughs> I do love Valentine's Day. <laughs> I've, I've come across a lot of people who don't really celebrate mm. Valentine's Day. This is why I act. Because the um, next question I was going to ask you to uh, give our singles and our couples some advice to get through this holiday happy and positively. Okay. So one tip I'll give to both singles and and couples for Valentine's Day is enjoy the company you keep. Okay, it's as simple as that. So for single, just enjoy that time loving you, whatever that looks like, okay? Because everyone has different definitions of what that looks like and how that feels like for them, you know? Um, And also with couples as well, like enjoy each other. Right. But I believe that, you know, love should be happening every single day of the year, not just one day. Yeah. you know, not just Valentine's Day, you know, every day should be an opportunity to show yourself and your significant other, if you have one, that you love them. Definitely. And if you are single with kids, your kids can be a Valentine. Never, never let anyone tell you that your kids can't be your Valentine because they definitely can. Well, for me, you know, the way that I see it is Valentine's Day for the day is more about the people you love, 
whether that's your kids, whether that's your parents, whether that's your best friends, you know, whoever it is that you're celebrating um, in love in your life. Right. Valentine's Day for them. And see, right. I had a few, a few uh, singles, you know, contact me because they know I am now on the single side of things and they've mm-hmm. asked. Well, how do you spend Valentine's Day? Do you just ignore the holiday altogether? I'm a holiday person. I love holidays. Every holiday. I love holidays. Regardless, I'm not uh, Irish, but I celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I will green. That's the one time of the year that I willingly wear green because green is not my color. But (laughs) I will wear green proudly. I will do the four-leaf clovers and practice certain traditions. Uh Uh-huh. Because I am a holiday person. Mm-hmm. And even growing up, you know, Valentine's Day, I had what you call the Valentine's curse. I would have a breakup right uh-huh. before or get a, a, into a relationship right after Valentine's Day. Oh, wow. Never, I would never, I would never have, you know, uh, be in a relationship during Valentine's Day while I was dating someone. That and if I still happen to be in a relationship, we would take a break, like right right around that time and then oh, get wow. back together after. So it was, it, and it was consistent. It was like every year since I was a teenager, I started dating. So wow. when I got older and I was in a long-term relationship, but we didn't take a break. We didn't, mm-hmm. you know, spend Valentine's Day apart. Mm-hmm. I was able to see how Valentine's Day is, you know, within a couple. Right. But I've always celebrated Valentine's Day as if it's any other holiday. Whether it be dinners, whether it be, you know, treating myself, whether it be, yeah. you know, treating my kids and I to dinner, movie, whatever the case, I've always yeah. celebrated. So I would say celebrate it like it's any other holiday. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I, I've been quite. I've I've done Valentine's Day day uh, or around that day to do something for myself when I've been single. You know, so I, I get it. And it's and I find I find that the positive. Like I said, if you celebrate it like it's any other holiday, mm-hmm. because I always equate it. If you're alone for Christmas and you celebrate yeah. Christmas, you're not going to not celebrate. You're going to do something. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. So do it the same way. Mm-hmm. You just may see a lot more couples out and about. So just don't let it affect you. Be happy exactly. with what you got going on. Now, how can, how can the people get in contact with you? What is your handles, your tags, your websites, etc. Okay, so my favorite place to hang out where you could get a lot of videos and tips and you, know, you can watch my podcast show is on my Facebook page, Gia Lily Love Coach. Facebook that's, is the place. <laughs> yeah, Gia Lily Love Coach. That's G-I-A-L-I-L-I Love Coach. And you can find me on Instagram as the same, Gia Lily underscore love coach. 
And we have a website coming soon and so many other things. But everything, all the announcements will be on my Facebook page. So definitely connect with me there. There's so much that you can you can get from there for sure. Oh, this was amazing. Oh my goodness, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Zakia. This this has been an amazing opportunity to connect with you and your amazing listeners. And please, ladies and gentlemen, let me know what you thought of the show. And if you have any questions for me, by all means, go over to Gia Lily Love Coach on my Facebook page. Leave me a message. Leave me a comment. Let me know how I can help you. There you go, guys. When we come back, I'm going to leave you guys on our positive note. All right, Gia, we are good. Thank you so much. We here at Cooking with Positivity love to support those who support us. Be sure to tune in for our Fun Free Friday episode where you can be a Fun Free Friday raffle winner and win fun prizes from my business, Lisa Deshawn's business, as well as some of our sponsors and some Cooking with Positivity merch. Happy listening. Are you guys enjoying this episode and want to be a part of the show? Be sure to like, subscribe, favorite, share, and follow us on all social media platforms that involve cooking with positivity. We can be found on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and YouTube under Zykeia McCoy. Also on Facebook at Zykeia McCoy Inc. Cooking with Positivity, the podcast page as well as Cooking With Positivity listeners and guest connection group. And ZykeiaMcCoy.com. So make sure you join this positive movement. We would love to hear your story. Welcome back, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And be sure to tune in tomorrow for Lisa's Throwback Thursday Hour. And I'm going to leave you guys with this positive note. Don't stand in the way of a prosperous relationship. When I say prosperous, I mean prosperous in love, prosperous in mental growth, prosperous in all the aspects of positivity and growing together. And I hope you guys have a great and positive rest of your day.